Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we're going to talk about forgiveness. How can I forgive those who have sinned against me? You've heard anybody say, I can forgive, but I cannot forget. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I think that is huge and needs to be discussed. Yeah, so many people are in the prison of resentment and they want they can't find a way out of it. But we're going to show you today. Amen. It's not um, all that complicated. It is not. Great news. Amen. All right, let me open us in a word of prayer, and then we will get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness first. Amen. And Father, help us to always see your forgiveness and then to seek to be like Christ. Father, we ask that you would have your hand upon this podcast and upon each and every one that's listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so, you know, we, we see the scriptures, Ephesians 4.32, um, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Colossians 3.13 says, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Must do. So we see in the scriptures, there is a requirement. The imperative mood, they would say in English class. Kind of takes me back to the Lord's Prayer. Came up there too, didn't it? Mm. Say it with me, gang. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. There it is. And that's for our good. Well, because here's here's one of the things that I don't know that... Okay, those who forgive understand it. Those who do not forgive, they don't understand this, that literally unforgiveness is a cancer that will eat the container that it's in. Absolutely. The prison of resentment. It will eat whatever container. It is the acid that eats its own container. I guess that's one of the neat things about being a a, a bad sinner in my past, all the sin that got forgiven when I got saved. Mm. I don't struggle so much with forgiving people. And we're going to talk about how to make this in a reality in our lives on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, I, it's so funny because I don't struggle forgiving one another either. I really don't I have lots of other struggles, but honestly, this is one that I don't hold on to things. I've been, the Lord has set me free from this. I, yeah. I've got uh, some little steps that I've taken. I'll share with us today that I think will be real encouragement for all of you who listen in. Okay. So as we see in the, in the scriptures, uh, Ephesians 4.32, Colossians 3.13, required to forgive. Forgiveness is tough for some. And like you said, you have no problem forgiving. And it's amazing because I don't either. I, I don't know. I think, I think one of the, the keys to forgiving, and boy, this may not settle well with some, is uh, forgiveness is going to be completely dependent on your maturity in Christ. Yeah, and forgiveness is kind of how overwhelmed you are by how... God forgave us when we focus on what's been done to, to our, to us, somebody hurt us. If we focus on that, then we'll be, we'll be angry. We'll be bitter. We won't forgive. But if we focus on what we've done against God and that he chose to forgive us, he chose to, to bring us into a new relationship, then I'm overwhelmed by that. I don't have time to fool around with the, the foolish things other people have done to me. Yeah. And, and that, is, that is the other thing, you know, why do we forgive? Uh, because we know we've been forgiven. Yeah. And so I'm going to extend 
that which has been given to me, I will extend to others. Yeah, you get it, and you give it. Yeah, and, and the more and, you give, the more you get too. So it's just it's yeah. a it could be a, a, a catch twenty two on a negative, or uh, it can be a glorious uh, uh, cycle of of grace and more grace. Yeah, uh, some of the things I don't understand is how people. Um, I I struggle with how people cannot forgive. Yeah, this is the most one of the most common questions that comes to me as as a pastor in my pastoral care. I've given invitations over the years uh, at the end of service for people to come up, get on their knees and pray. If God's touched them, if they have a really heavy heart about something. And I know when I would give that invitation about forgiveness, there would be about five people in my congregation, wonderful people that I know and I love. And I know that they've really been hurt, really had some hardships in their lives years, years ago. Most of them were years and years and years ago. And I knew when I talked about forgiveness, I gave an invitation. They'd be up there on their knees, weeping, still struggling saying, you know, I can forgive, but I can't forget. I want to forgive, but I'm still eaten up by this. I'm not walking in, in victory. I give some steps that I give them on how to do it. And the, the first thing that I always tell people is forgiveness is not an emotion. Forgiveness is a decision. It is an absolute uh, act or decision of, uh, is that volition? Yes. That free will. Okay. Yeah. Um, and where we go, hey, you know what? I'm going to extend grace. Uh, you know, I mean, we can't always fix stupid, <laughs> but <laughs> but we can forgive it. <laughs> I also think of the people that have hurt me uh, the most along the way. They drove me to Jesus. Mm. I was so troubled by it all, and I was so fired up by my own emotion to get vengeance i'll teach you and i deserve better than that and all this in stuff turning inward and just horrific stuff and um you can let the people that hurt you drive you from the lord or push you to the lord push you to the lord and when when you when you're driven you're drawn into the lord in this it changes everything well and and i actually have a note here that says uh forgiveness properly understood and I think that's the key involves repentance on the sinner's part and love and grace on God's part. And, and God, God never messes up on his part. He never messes up on his part, man, his grace, uh, his forgiveness. And then the fact that he says that he tells us to forgive others if they sin against us. And we go, well, God, you don't understand. Really? You, you sinned against me so heavily that the only way I could cover your sin is to sacrifice my son. Don't tell me I don't understand. Because <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. uh, I love how people, if you tell them or you're trying to help them through it, and, they're, and especially as a pastor, they're, pastor, you don't understand. Yeah, because I don't live in the real world either. I don't know. <laughs> and, and we have to understand, no, we do understand. It's just with our maturity in Christ comes more grace. Sure does continue to grow and uh, things that were so impossible to us maybe in earlier days just become secondary becomes an easy thing because grace is sufficient boy is it ever it's this is a grace issue yeah it really it it so i guess here's a question if you can't forgive are you sure you've been forgiven that seems to be what jesus uh, put in in the model prayer Seems to be. So it's a big test. So you had one. Give me two. 
Well, number one, it is a uh, decision and not an emotion. And that's why people would say, I can forget, but I can't forget. Well, number number two, I, I go to God in prayer mm-hmm. and I tell God that I choose to forgive this person in the name of Jesus as you have uh, forgiven me. I'm choosing to forgive this person. I call that person by name to God. Um, and I take a vow to God. I'm mm-hmm. serious. This is serious yeah. stuff. Vows yeah. are not cheap. I make a vow to God. I love that. Vows are not cheap. And I vow to God that I choose not to bring this person's name up again, even to him. Because this is a done, this is a covenant. This is a promise I'm making with God. I don't need to re-up this. This is for real. Right. I, I choose not to bring the the fence up of that person to God again. And I'm choosing not to bring it up to others. Um, and as I do that, as I make that that choice before God in prayer, it's, it's right in the forefront of my mind. It's in my conscience. Mm. And as I make that choice not to talk about it, not to bring it up anymore, the Holy Spirit will take that from my conscious words bothering me and kind of quietly through his Holy Spirit and his deliverance, he kind of takes it from my forefront or my consciousness to my subconscious. He just lets it fade back. Yeah, just not thinking about it. If, if I'm not thinking about it, it's not bothering me. That doesn't mean it's completely gone. Uh, then the next step, I try to redeem it. Okay, that happened, that hurt, uh, I didn't sign up for that, that disappointed me, but I've taken that to the Lord, I've left it there, I've, I've told God I've forgiven them, I've not br- brought their name up to God or to anybody else, I'm not, hey, what do you think about so-so, hey, John, you know what that guy did to me? I'll tell you what, uh, I, I, I just, uh, I choose not to go there, uh, and it's, it, it goes, the Spirit takes it from my conscious to my subconscious, and then um, I will mention that oftentimes in counsel. When I'm counseling somebody and they're struggling with this thing that I struggled with, I'm able to comfort them. Second Corinthians says we're able to comfort others by the comfort whereby we've been comforted of right. God. So I call this, I redeem it. I take that thing that was perhaps meant against me for evil and it hurt me, but I took it to God. I've not brought it up to him. I've not brought it up to anybody else. Now somebody else is in a dilemma. Now I can redeem that situation, pull it back out with no anger in my heart. And I won't call the person's name because I've already, that's all taken care of. But then I can use that to, to walk the person through the struggling with their issue with how God brought me through my issue. And so I redeem it. That's, that's, that's my terminology. I don't know yeah. if it makes any sense to anybody else, but I try to redeem the situation by using it to help somebody else. Uh, and the, the next point, I think it's point number five, I choose no vengeance. This is the big sign. Okay, I, I still have, I get fired up when I even think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I choose not to do anything about it. I'm not going to make a Molotov cocktail and go light up their mailbox. You, know? you might want to. <laughs> go through my mind. You know, A lot of stuff goes through my mind. And yeah, hopefully right? it just goes through and doesn't. Yeah, well, in. how about this? If you think it, uh, God holds you guilty for it, so you might as well do it anyway. Yeah, no, I'm going to say that. Mind, that yeah. I'm say that doesn't so, count. But this is huge. Yeah, we choose no vengeance. Right. We choose no vengeance, and and the Lord's looking, and He sees that choice. See, it's a choice. Right. Uh, my my emotions will say vengeance, but my the spirit within me says no vengeance. Jesus is on the throne of my heart. My my emotions are not my master; they're my servant. 
I have, I, I've committed my life to Christ. I want his mind to be in me. Uh, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Uh, think how they treated him. Right. If he threatened not. Right. But he committed himself to him, the Father, who judges righteously. So I choose no vengeance. The last point, uh, this is very important as well. I don't wait for people to confess their sin to me. So this that, is huge. That, Talk about that a minute. I've got more material. but So that is one of the questions that was literally is next in line for me. Um, so to forgive one another does not mean we ignore sin. We've already discussed that. Uh, and it means that we, and this is a hard one for some, but that we gladly and gracefully and lovingly extend forgiveness to others. But here's the question. Do we only extend it to those who repent? Cause you said, I don't wait. I don't wait on, I don't wait on others to come to me. So do we extend that to those who repent or not? Because well, if we, uh, boy, I'm setting you up here. I'm literally, and we've not discussed this. So this is a real setup. <laughs> I'm ready. I know that's why I'm doing it. Because only as we look at scripture, who does God forgive? He forgives those who confess. I'm ready. So is there a difference between confession and repentance? Yeah, I think there is. Absolutely. See, what I'm talking about here is for me. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Right, right. I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm just oh, throwing absolutely. this out there. Because, We're on the same page. Absolutely. Because, you know, like, oh, well, they're not even sorry for what they did. Why should I forgive them? Why should I forgive them? Because you don't need to carry that crap around anymore. That's well, why I want to forgive. I don't want that on my heart. I don't mm -hmm. want that on my mind. I don't want that person in control of my life. Are you ready for this one? The one who angers you controls you. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. You know, I know that for, I know from the scriptures that if somebody repents towards mm -hmm. me, I am commanded to forgive them. And I, I can't say that the how, Bible. How many times are you to forgive them? 70 times seven. That's Matthew 18, 22. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. In other words, every time. So it's not a, a, a confusing topic. If somebody has sinned against me, they come to me and say they're sorry. I am commanded to forgive them. It's but the question to is, forgive them too. With the Bible, yeah, through Christ, it, it is. It yeah. is. There you go. Through Christ, it's easy. But, but through Christ, it's our opportunity to experience Christ deeper. This whole forgiveness thing. I, oh, no, I got to forgive them. I, I have uh, two little granddaughters, uh, age four and age two, and they go at it all the time. And you know, we're at that stage. Tell your sister you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they're not sorry. They is, that's we're, right. we're just walking through the motions. That's at least right. they're hearing that's right. what it says. But they do love one another. Oh, of course they do. But when you're that age, you're like, you're so if somebody comes to me and they have sinned against me and they repent and they say, they're sorry, forgive them. That's right, commanded. Right. But the question you raise is what if they don't say they're sorry and they that's don't That's the repent? question. Here's, and I don't think the Bible would command me that I have to do that. But I think common sense would tell me and for my own sanity and for me to be free, to be outside of a prison of resentment. Like, I don't want my life to be on hold because somebody is being stupid over here. Right. I don't need to be in prison 
of their insanity. I don't want to be in the prison of my own resentment. So I don't know that I would be commanded by God, you forgive them. I just think God says, hey, you want to be smart? Extend this forgiveness. And so that's how I try to deal with it because. Well, one of the things, uh, boy, this is going to, this is going to go back. Um, uh, Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you must do. I think it is a commandment to forgive. Um, uh, if it, if it says that we must forgive, and again, I think God's protecting us. Yeah. Let me give you a, a fabulous biblical example of this. Joseph, he was forsaken by his own brothers, sold into slavery, yeah. uh, and then he was uh, falsely accused uh, by Potiphar's wife of being uh, an, att- an attempted rape. He was totally innocent. And then he was forgotten in prison, forsaken, framed, and forgotten. And God had him right where he wanted him. And the Bible says that the Lord was with Joseph. It sure didn't feel like it sometimes, I'm sure. But after Pharaoh has the dream, he's now prime minister from prisoner to prime minister uh, in, in, in half a day. And then the seven years of plenty, they save it up. And then second year of the famine, here comes his brothers I begging know. for food. <laughs> And I love no, this event in the Bible. There is no evidence whatsoever of those guys ever one time saying to Joseph, dude, we messed up. We're sorry, man. Never. It's not in there. But what did Joseph choose to do? Oh, he forgave. He forgave. And, uh, he and they, to, they were terrified that he was going to kill them because he knew who they all, were. Now, that was, I think, I, 41 years later. I tried to do the math this morning. It was 41 years after they sold him into slavery. They have the, Joseph is sold into slavery, they say maybe 16. He's 30, but he becomes prime minister. That's 14 years, okay? Then there was seven years of, of seven years of, of famine, of plenty. Then the se- second year of famine, they come down. So that's another nine. two, yeah. nine. And then uh, plus the 14, plus the nine. And it's the third year they came back, so that's another year. And then dad comes, the whole family comes down and stays there. And their daddy, uh, Jacob, lives 19 years. You add it all together. It's 41 years later. Dad dies. You pick up the story from there. Oh, well, dad dies, and they're terrified because they're like, oh, Joseph kept us alive just for dad. He never forgave us. He never they thought. They thought, and then they go before but him. But they never asked him to, did they? No, they didn't. But they should have. Dude, that's a great point. I so didn't they, even think about that. They never they They're never the ones repented. that were carrying the crap, not Joseph. <laughs> and the Bible says Joseph wept. Dude, are you kidding me? I forgave you. What you meant for evil, God meant for yeah, good. Joseph was totally he, yeah, free. That's he what was he free. He was, a, he was free because that's exactly the way he looked. Look, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And you were only helping fulfill God's purpose for my yeah. life. God knew what he was doing. Yeah, it hurt. Uh, you guys hurt me yeah you guys are jerks you know but my favorite coat (laughs) but he was free all 41 years and they were in a prison of resentment for 41 41 years years. they didn't need to be and joseph wept it's like dudes you are you kidding me think about that right i didn't even look at it that way they never they never asked him for forgiveness the whole time they were in fear that he was going to strike them down and that that he only kept them alive because of the father yeah and joseph's like are you are you kidding me you're my brothers man i for i forgave you 
Yeah, that's, that's one God, of the most God took stories. your evil and turned it into, well, look where I am and look where you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is another great visual because Joseph says, look where I am. I'm, I'm second of all of Egypt and look where you are still scared to death that I'm going to take your life. Yeah. Let me put it this you way. You were in prison and I was living high on the hog. Why were you guys so stupid? Why did you? <laughs> hey, Joe, screwed up, man. Yeah. Sorry about that, dude. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I forgive you. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah let's that move. was then. This is now. Let's move on. Hey, I want to summarize that. I don't wait for people to get right with me. I let them drive me to being right with God. Amen. How cool is that? And, and that's exactly what happened with Joseph. And in First Thessalonians five fourteen, uh, it talks about we're to forgive those who sin against us, and it requires patience and, and forbearance. Right? That's what Joseph displayed. That's what you were talking about. So let's look at this First uh, Thessalonians five fourteen. Now we exhort you or encourage you, brethren. This is something that requires the hand of God, man. Got to have Jesus in your heart to you, do. You th- really this is the big do. stuff. Warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. And sometimes we are real quick to cast people out, to throw stones, uh, to, to uh, withhold the grace that has been freely extended to us, to try to keep people in prison. And, you know, the, the reality is when we fail to forgive, Here's what happens. It demonstrates in our life by refusing to forgive. It demonstrates in our life, resentment, bitterness, anger, none of which are true traits of Christians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this is all kind of in the realm of if, if you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, that, that spirit walk, that quickening, the making us alive in the spirit God will kind of manifest our spiritual walk when these issues come against us. Uh, God allowed all those things to happen to Joseph and God loved Joseph. And he knew that, but he's trying to, I'm sure he's trying to figure out why did my brothers treat me so bad? All I did is tell him that dream that I had. <laughs> <laughs> hey boys, uh, listen, I know I'm the baby, but you're going to bow down to me. I didn't like that dream. <laughs> <They did. laughs> that is hilarious. Um, so here's a question. Uh, so when someone, um, slaps you on the cheek and we're to expose the other cheek to them, right? Because we're not to respond with, as you were just saying, we're not to respond with, uh, vengeance and hate and, um, you know, that anger, because truthfully that anger takes us out. Yeah, it really does. And yet the scriptures say in Matthew five thirty nine, but I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. I can't do that <laughs> without Jesus. Listen, so I had a guy one time who got so outrageous mad at me and he um, threatened he was just going to like, he just threatened. He was going to punch me in the face. (laughs) And I looked at him and I said, because I love Jesus, that one will be free. (laughs) I'll turn the other cheek once, but the next one 
will cost you more than you can afford. <laughs> I, had, I had this happen to me one time. Um, That's crazy. I know what it is. What yeah, it is. but we're guys, and this is this is how we roll. It's how yeah. we're wired. I, well, I had one guy. He was my neighbor, and he got so mad at me because he wouldn't take care of his mom, but I would. Like you know, his mom needed something, and I would help her, but he wouldn't. He was he was such a jerk. And he uh, and I mean that with all the love in my heart. Anyway, he said, "Had uh, <laughs> a nice mama." <laughs> he, man, I loved her. She was such a sweetheart, and uh, and Sherry loved her too. She was just a she was just a sweetheart. Anyway, so one day uh, he comes over to my yard and starts threatening me, and tells me I need to quit helping his mother. And I said, "Well, if you help your mom, I'll quit. I mean, your mom needs help." And, uh, and I, he, he started threatening me and I told him, I go, dude, you need to stop. You need to stop right now. And he was like, oh, well, what would Jesus do? I said, Jesus would probably, I said, Jesus would turn the other cheek, but dude, I'm not Jesus. I'm about to kick your butt. <laughs> so I tested on that one time. There, there are times we fail at that miserably. Even the sweet, nice Duke Meister struggles with that, Johnny. <laughs> I know you're surprised. Amen, baby. <laughs> I was uh, only had been saved about a year. And uh, this guy was a drug dealer that used to hang out with. And uh, we didn't know each other all that well. We were just in the same trade. Right. I had gotten saved. <laughs> I had gotten saved and he didn't. And he was uh, kind of hitting same on my dream. girlfriend. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, she was, had some real issues herself. <laughs> I said, I think we had good choice in women, but we kind of had squared off in a parking lot in a restaurant and he shoved me and everything inside of me just wanted to just rip his face. Right. <laughs> I know how, I know what that feels like, but Jesus was there and I kind of, kind of turned the other cheek. I said, look, I got Jesus in my heart. I've been a Christian now for almost a year. And I said, if it hadn't been for Jesus, you'd be dead by now. Mm. And I said, so in biblical uh, commandments of Christ, I've, I've chosen to shoot, to turn the other cheek. Just don't do it again. Yeah, right. First one's free. Second one's going to cost you. And he looked at me and I, I know he respected that. I didn't back down. He, I didn't back down from him. The guy thing, you, me and you, I didn't back down. I think he respected that. But also, I didn't come back at him. Right. And I well, think and, he respected that. Yeah, because, you know, not every not every uh, slap on the cheek um, uh, needs a response. Yeah. You know? And Consider the source. Yeah, sometimes you got to do it. I, I Listen, I told one guy, I uh, said, um, and this is just a few weeks ago, <laughs> you need to praise Jesus that I praise Jesus because you're about to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't praise Jesus, you'd be meeting him. I, I and, and it's just because the frustration level... Uh, sometimes it gets up there, guys, and but we got to remember um, not just who we are, but whose we are. Yes, I think it, whose we are because he said if if they they hate you because they hated me first, right. and so blessed are ye when all men shall revile you. This is kind of coming down to the spirit battle that we're in. Uh, oh, I got my feelings hurt. You said that that's not true. You said I'm a bad guy and really I'm a good guy. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about really going deeper. We're in spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get, we're on mission. We're trying to get Christ in the heart of other people. We want people to know their sinful condition, know the grace of God, be saved. And we're hated by the enemy for that. So he's going to raise up people and God knows our weaknesses. So uh, uh, Satan knows our weaknesses. And so he'll come at us at, at a point of weakness, I think. So Jesus said, blessed are ye when all men shall revile you. And yeah. And, 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 and you falsely. The, the reality is as humans, 
we just have this natural desire to want revenge. Yeah. And guys, we're wired that way, especially from our generation. You know, it's like you push me, I push you back. Game Dude, on. I, listen, I grew up <clears throat> fighting. You know, I mean, I, I grew up, and, and, and maybe that's why I'm like in everyone's face today, uh, only for the love of Jesus rather than for the love of myself. But, um, I mean, I, I grew up in that world of, oh, you, you got a problem. Let's settle it. Let's settle it now. Oh no, we don't need to wait till tomorrow. Now, yeah. and uh, dude, we settled it now. And and yet the Bible says this in Luke six twenty seven and twenty eight. But I say to you who hear, that means if you got ears to hear, you need to listen, right? <clears throat> but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. See what happens. We get, <laughs> I got to take a deep breath sometimes. But, but Johnny, we're the Lord's painting the picture here. Yeah. This isn't just about you know Duke and Johnny having a little issue. You know, Johnny took Duke's truck away in the sandbox. This is the the battle. This is the epic battle of the universe. This is God against Satan. I'm. I used to be on the Satan's team. I was a, one of his main guys. I think in my town. And then grace was greater than all my sin. Now I'm on God's team and God's called me to be a witness. So we're in a world uh, where I think the conflict that comes uh, in your face and in mine as pastors is we're confronting people's sin. And the prophet. Uh, and, and, and that rival, dude, that, that escalates their emotions quickly. Yeah. The prophet. Uh, exposed people's sin so that the blood of Christ could cover their sin. Exactly. And if, if we, yeah, David, of, David was a beautiful example of that. Yeah. David, let me tell you this story about a rich man who took a poor man's Yule lamb. Yeah. And David was enraged. Surely that man will pay threefold, fourfold. Ten, fourfold is what it was. Yeah. Fourfold. And he goes on and on with all this, repayment and Nathan looks at him and says, David, you're the man. And immediately David surrendered to God. Even after all of his sin, it, and at the end of Hebrews 11, he's con called a man after God's own heart and made it into the hall of fame of faith, even after right. horrific sin, because he repented, he repented, he was broken. Yeah. Well, and, and that was the thing is, is when it was, when the prophet pointed out his sin, he was honest with himself and honest with God and repented of it. For It was a, a year from the time of his transgression to the time of his confession. He kind of went through the motions, went down to the temple, played the harp, did all the little things that he did. Right. Or down to the, 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 uh, the Ark of the Covenant in the tabernacle, the temple wasn't up yet. But he was going through the motions. But then God said, David, I can't, that's not you. And he sent the prophet Nathan to get right in his face. And, and he did. But at that point, he broke. He completely broke. Yeah, because as the king, he could have killed Nathan. Yeah. He could have. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. I have a kind of a, a summary thought on this, this battle and people that have sinned against us and the purpose that why Jesus said, forgive them. Because Jesus loves us, and he doesn't want us to carry that load. So I say, if any, uh, if, if somebody never asks my forgiveness, it's okay. It's okay. I'll forgive them anyway. I got enough on my plate already. I commit 
my needs to God and myself under God's glory. And I can walk away as a free man. I'm no longer under the influence of their resentment and they did this and who does think think do think he I'm just I'm just free. God, you've got that. I commit it unto you, and I'm not going to bring it up to you. I'm not going to bring it up to anybody else. But if I can redeem it in a time of counsel, and that honestly, that's where I get a lot of my counsel that helps people the most. You're right. I um I wrote this down. We who have been lavished with grace have no right to withhold grace from others. We have sinned against God infinitely more than any person can sin against us. Yeah. And yet God forgave us and we need to forgive others. I'm, I'm reminded of the, uh, remember, oh my goodness, this has been probably 20 years ago now. Uh, I'm terrible with time, but remember the, in Virginia, the man that was in the trunk of cars or oh, in yeah, the trunk the, of his car and he was snipering. Sniper. Yeah. And he killed this lady at a gas station and they eventually caught him. And the husband of that lady, and they had been married for like 50 years, 40 years, whatever it was. The husband goes to the trial. I remember. And he looked at the man and said, just as God has forgiven me, I forgive you. The guy didn't ask for it. He freely gave it to him. Yeah, the, the Sandy Hook parents where all the kids were shot, they corporately did exactly the same thing in the name of Jesus Christ. We choose to forgive you for killing our children. Yeah. And, and, um, that's, that's uh, big leagues there, man. It's huge, right? Matthew 18, 23 through 25, I think gives, well, this is where Jesus gives a parable and, and it's a huge illustration to the truth that nobody will ever sin against us as greatly as we've sinned against God. Mm, that's a perfect way to look at it. Verse 20, um, 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. That's God. Now here's a picture of us. Verse 28. Uh, and we're in Matthew chapter 18, verse 28. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. That's what, like, we want God to give all this forgiveness. And then the, the denarii was a penny compared to $1,000. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're looking at the... the, the pennies on the dollar. Yeah, it, literally, it was pennies on the dollar compared to what... He owed the king and what, what this subservant owed the servant. And the king says, okay, I'm going to forgive you of this massive debt. And the king continued to watch. The king forgave. Know, right. He continued to watch as a test. 
when these things happen to us that hurt us, we want to do that. They are a test. Think it not strange concerning the fire trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing had happened to you. So God wanting to grow us will allow us like Joseph, like others to be mistreated and now see what we're going to do. Yeah. And 31 picks up of how the King felt toward Yep. This and I believe this is an absolute picture as Jesus is giving the parable. It's an absolute picture of God and man, and and how man looks at things and God looks at things. And he goes on in thirty one. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, "You wicked servant! I forgave you all. I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. That ain't hard to understand, but we need power. We need grace to make it happen in our life. We, God need, will, we need to make it not about us. The God who gave the command to do this will also give the power to make it happen yeah. when it's our time. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Uh, when it comes to forgiveness, it's not about you. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're born again, if you are a true Christian, to say, well, I, can't, I just can't forgive them. Wow, you are full of bitterness and hatred and anger, and it will eat you like a cancer eats. It'll eat you like Coke eats battery acid. I mean, (laughs) think about that just for a second. Coke eats battery acid. It's amazing. And we drink Coke. We we drink drink Coke. But But if we drink battery acid, it would kill us. And isn't it amazing how the enemy will take something so acidic and make it so sweet mm-hmm. and on the insides we're dying and on the inside it's killing us yeah and not only is it killing us it also is affecting all those people that love us it is it is uh if it's all about me it's some it's my issue it's not but it is the issue of all who love you yeah and and i want you to understand that as as all these scriptures i've been pulling up um uh it is it is required. God doesn't, this isn't written to the lost man, right? These requirements are on the Christian. And so no matter what happens, Christian, you need to forgive. Well, I can't do it. Yes, you can. You're refusing. God already said, first off in, and we saw in the very beginning in Colossians, you must, you must forgive here. It was uh, you you must forgive uh, brother 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 is 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 to the Christian. Why? Well, because God empowers us to forgive, and it, but He sets the example. First John one nine, which you quoted in the beginning. First John one nine. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen, He is faithful to forgive, and we're to be Christ-like. And he commands us to forgive those moments of tension when it happens, or sometimes when the, our flesh or the devil would bring back a memory, something that happened maybe years ago. And all of a sudden it flares back up in your heart and you're angry and you have an anxiety 
And I've seen sweet people struggle with this. And I say, focus, focus, focus. When you're struggling, your focus is on what that person did. And, and as long as you're focused there, you're going to be defeated. You're, you're, you're going to, you're going to continue to suffer. You're going to continue to stay in prison. Let that trigger your focus to back to the cross. Right. When, if, when we, you know, that cross is our statue of liberty. That cross is the place where our forgiveness was extended. And when, uh, when I'm struggling with something somebody's done against me, instead of focusing on them and the event, I just let it trigger me to focus on the cross and then I have victory. You're right. Because that's where the victory is. It isn't because I'm smart and I figured it out and because I did step one, step two, step three. No, I just, I was broken. I, I was helpless and I turned to Jesus and he helped me and he set me free. Yeah. You can't hardly even, can't even hardly explain that uh, uh, emotionally. But but as a Christian, I don't know that we, as a well, how do you say this one that I'm not about to just offend the multitude? As a Christian, if you love God, you're going to automatically do this because you're going to be obedient to the scriptures. It just happens. The spirit just, inside of us, as we walk in him, it'll, it'll happen. And it's so amazing. I've seen people really set free. Uh, so I'm, I mean, some really bad stuff, you know, sexual abuse. When they oh, were yeah. Children, you yeah. Know, it's really, really, really horrific things. And I've seen him carry it, carry it, carry it, and it flare up. You know, sometimes abused people become abusers. Exactly. And uh, and then I see them struggling, and then they land on faith. They get it. They they have received forgiveness. They extend the forgiveness, and just to see the the joy, the the freedom. They can't even put it into words. No. But I'd rather experience it than explain it. Exactly. Amen. Amen. You know, and that, I think I think it really does go back to if you can't forgive you have a spiritual problem. You're, if you can't forgive, especially those who ask for forgiveness, but if you can't forgive, you have a fractured relationship with Jesus Christ. And he may have let that thing happen for the ex- purpose of exposing your need. Absolutely. You thought, well, I'm a good Christian. I'm doing this, that, and the other. And yet you're really not where you need to be. But the enemy gives us a deception and then this thing comes up. Oh, those self-righteous ones are probably the worst. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden this comes up. It's in your face and the Spirit's speaking to you and saying, hey, yeah. you got a problem. I can fix this, but you've got to turn it over completely to me. You have to confess your sin. You need to get right with me, and then I will empower you to get right with others. Now, I'd like to add a little something here at this point. You know, Forgiveness is a decision, mm-hmm. not an emotion. Someone that's been in my life that has really uh, perhaps hurt me a lot, in the, in the name of Jesus, I choose to forgive them. I choose not to bring their name up to God. I choose not to bring up their, their name to people. I choose no vengeance. But that doesn't mean I have to seek them out to be my best friend. That's right. And pretend nothing happened. Yeah, listen, there are, there are guys that have, uh, when I was self-employed, they stole from me. And I fired them. Absolutely. I still talked to him, saw him in church, still had great conversation with him. But you know what? I never gave him a key to my shop. <laughs> you know, like, listen, I'm still going to be uh, gracious and still going to be loving and Christ-like. It doesn't mean that I need to put you in a place to jeopardize me yeah. again. I like to put it this way. 
when I've chosen to forgive somebody, that doesn't mean I have to pretend that they're going to be my, that they need to become my best friend. Right. Listen, I've, I'm required to forgive you, but I'm not required to keep hanging out with you. Yeah, absolutely. That and, is and, very, and so, very clear. So the, the, the forgiveness is there. As a matter of fact, um, we need to be ready to extend grace uh, if someone seeks our forgiveness. In Luke 17, 3, Jesus is speaking here. And he says, take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins again uh, against you seven times in a day, seven times in a day uh, returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. I get the 70 times seven and all that and forgive him and everything. But here's, here's what I, here's the, the, the part of this scripture that I really want us to look at. And it's the very first four words. Take heed to yourselves. There you go. Listen, forget looking at the one that sins against you. Forget looking at the one that has hurt you. Forget that. No, no, no. Take heed to yourself. That means that you do what's right. You do what God's commanded you to do. You have the relationship that's right with God and you will be okay. If you don't take heed to yourself, this will eat your lunch. It will eat your lunch every time. Yep. Every time it will apps and it will, it'll destroy you. And then you will get, and here's the, here's the crazy part about this, this destruction that goes within. The more it destroys you, the more destroyed you act. The more angry you get, the more bitter you get, and the more innocent people that it starts spewing out onto. Yeah. That's the tragedy of it all. It's, you don't sin under yourself. You don't sin under yourself. And so guys, when it comes to forgiveness, Take heed to yourself that your relationship is right with God and you do that which God asks of you to do. And I promise you, you will get the freedom. Nobody's asked you to forget. Nowhere in scripture does God tell you to forget the ones that hurt you, forget the hurt that's been in your life. It doesn't tell us to forget. It just simply tells us to forgive those who have done that. And we forgive mainly for us and to show God's forgiveness. We are showing Christ to others when we extend that which seems almost impossible. People have said, I don't know how you can forgive. And I'll say, I don't know how you can't. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Yeah. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim Strange. in the light of his glory and That's grace. That's a great passage, man. That's a song, Johnny. Yeah, but it's, it's right. It's the song. It's a song that comes from a passage. Okay, we both win. <laughs> we don't rehearse anything around here can you tell <laughs> but we have fun we love one another that's the neat thing about being so dumb killed so many brain cells man oh, we just goodness, love each right? other that's a great passage in a song <laughs> <laughs> forgiveness forgiveness guys get, get it give it yeah you gotta give it you know god has shown you what love is god has shown you what grace is and what forgiveness is. And if you fail to extend that to others, it will fail to come back to you. You will live in a container that is a slow death. The oxygen slowly gets sucked out. Life slowly gets removed. And before you know it, you're just a shell of a person that you've allowed the sin of someone else to dictate your life. Don't allow that to happen. Forgive, move on. Nobody asked you to forget. But I believe the more you forgive, the less you remember. Yeah, goes from the conscious to the subconscious at the feet of Jesus. Amen. We win.
Amen. Hey, guys, I hope that this has helped you. And I hope and pray that you extend grace and you extend forgiveness. Do not allow someone else to dictate your moods, your emotions, and your life. God bless you. Please like, share, subscribe, follow. And until next time, God bless. Have a great, great week.